the Holy Spirit wants to invite you to just let go tonight. Take a moment and just close your eyes and imagine you have a little infant in your arms. Move out of your mind and become present in this moment. As if Mary turned and put the baby in your arms. You see, when you really love someone, and it's a holy and healthy love. There are times when you 100% forget about yourself and you forget about your needs and, and you're all about loving this other person. Oh, it's not codependency. It's love in his image times two. <laughs> because when it's a holy, healthy love, it's all about you. No, it's all about you. And, and there is this synergy of love. So tonight, the Holy Spirit invites you to let go. Forget about yourself. Forget about any needs, any responsibilities. Forget about your own life. Forget about your own family. Be present only only with him. And tonight, may the Spirit truly transport you, pick you up and put you in a place beyond your mind, beyond your emotions. As 1 Corinthians chapter 2 says, commune spirit to spirit so that you can hear and sense what was on Father's heart on that night when his son was born? If I asked you, here, this person has never heard the Christmas story, tell them, where would you begin? Matthew begins with Abraham. Mark begins with John the Baptist. Luke begins with Elizabeth and Zechariah. John said, well, in the beginning was the word. But for Father, Father's heart, he said, before the foundations of the earth, I saw you. And I wanted you to be my son and my daughter before you ever existed. And he would start his story with this perfect love. Perfect love. And he would describe his son this way from Isaiah chapter 9. For unto us a child is born, and to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful. Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and of the increase of his government and of his peace, 
there will never be an end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, it will establish and he will uphold it with justice and righteousness. And from this time forth and forevermore, the zeal, the passionate love of the Lord will do this. That before the foundations, he said, this is what's in my being of how I want to love you. This past week, I was talking with Father and said, Father, I don't think we really understand the power of your son's name. Or it's like we hear about it when we're baby believers and then we almost move on to what we think are higher revelations. What would you say to us, Father? And in Matthew, he said his name shall be Jesus. For he will save you from your sins and he will protect you from missing the true scope of life, which is God. And that image is at this, I'm an archer, and I'm shooting an arrow to a bullseye, and the arrow is just totally missing the mark and going way off, and then I go, oh, Jesus, and the arrow's back on. And it's lined up from the throne to the pits of hell. It's lined up. And Father said, that's what my son's name does. When you speak my son's name from a heart of love, then in this situation, in your mind, in your heart, in your body, whatever, in that moment, heaven moves and the winds of heaven just lines it back up and makes it in perfect alignment. And all those names we read in Isaiah 9 are held within two syllables. Jesus or Yeshua. This itty-bitty baby came bringing a name that could change everything in your life when you whisper it from a heart of love, Jesus. Not from your mind, but from the surety of your heart. He loves me, and he is the Son of the Most High God. And every power bows to his name, and he can align anything. And he came. And the father said, I don't know if they would really understand him by Jesus. So I gave him a second name in Matthew and said, his name is Emmanuel. He's with you. In other words, don't think you're talking to someone out there. He's closer to you than he was in the arms of Mary. Mary could hold him, nurse him, cuddle him. is even closer to you than that. And it's living in the simplicity of that and the power of that.
when Jesus laid aside all his godliness and came for love, as Philippians 2 says, he could have come in any form. He could have come as a full-on man. He could have descended from the clouds. But he chose to come as this tiny, helpless little baby. And for me, he was the supreme picture of the perfect mustard seed, this tiny little baby. But who he was would grow and grow to be this enormous tree with branches and branches and branches from every nation and every generation, heavy with boughs of fruit. There, there's something in the kingdom where he likes little things. And so he looks at us and says, can you be little? As we've talked this past year, can you have a baby heart? And is needing for everything. I love the littleness of everyone in this story. But I'm also deeply moved that they had a lot of suffering that scripture never talks about. In this one moment, just a nanosecond of an angel talking and Mary needs to respond, she knew to say, be it done unto me according to your word, was that she would lose the man that she loved. She would lose her family. She would be kicked out of her hometown and probably stoned to death. And in a moment, she said, yes. And to me, that's stunning. I want to go, who are you, Mary? What suffering did you go through? That you already had made that decision in your heart. I want him more than life. We never hear of her family being supportive. We don't know anything about her family. Same thing with precious Joseph. He gets the truth, and in one moment, he knows my family's going to turn against me, my village. And what, what littleness was in their heart that said, oh, I can live without everything, but I can't live without him. What yeses did they say in the just mundane daily things that prepared their heart that when Father was ready, he found these ordinary people who in private had just been saying yes. And he said, you will be trustworthy with my baby. And wise men, shepherds, doesn't it put you in awe and wonder of who were they really? We all have seen a newborn baby and go, oh, ah, new, oh, can I hold him? And right, right, right. How many of you have seen a newborn baby and you fell on your face and worshiped that newborn? I haven't. What was in the intimate place of these shepherds and these wise men? that they could bypass all their training, 
all their mind, every instinct within them, and no one else in the city was doing it, and they could have enough oneness with him that when they saw a baby, they fell on their faces and worshipped him. And how could they, in this little baby, say, oh, he will be the Messiah? You see, we rush over these points in the story because we've heard them so often. But if your neighbor had a baby, and if Jesus whispered, that's the greatest prophet, could you hear it? How in tuned are we to hear things that bypass our mind and bypass what we're used to hearing? How intimate are we with him? How many moments do we have that holy, healthy love where we just like totally forget about ourselves, totally forget about our lives, and as strange as it seems, even totally forget about our families? And say, for this moment, I'm just pouring it all upon you. And who were these brothers and sisters? Who are they? Let go. In this Christmas season, my friends, let go of everything. Let everything go where you feel like you can tell the Christmas story with familiarity, where you can almost do it from your mind. Let go. Take moments and envision you there. Let the Spirit take you there with a holy imagination in a stable, in this mess was my Messiah. And let childlike awe and wonder rise. I know what I'm telling you is not new. He just asked me to call you back to the foundations tonight. And when you really love somebody, there are pointed seasons when you forget all about yourself and even your needs and your dreams, and you just pour your love on them. And in that holy, healthy relationship, in appointed seasons, they forget themselves and pour all on you. And then I find it amazing that the wise men didn't know Mary and Joseph and the shepherds didn't know Mary and Joseph and they didn't know the wise men. And yet you look and they were answering the prayer of Jesus in John 17 before he ever prayed it. And they said, oh, May they be one with us and one another. And somehow in the way they lived their daily lives, when the moment came and the kingdom came, they recognized it and they let go of all and they were one with him. And then they were one with people they had never met before. There was such a strong spirit bond because they all had been 
quietly, humbly doing the journey. And they all recognized from different angles, this is the kingdom, this is the kingdom. Oh, this is the kingdom. <laughs> Go there. This season, have moments where you let everything go and you go there. You go by the power of the Holy Spirit into the truths of this story, into your brothers and sisters, and let them mentor you. Because if you're here tonight, then one thing I know is you're one of those people who wants to be able to see the kingdom when it shows up. You don't want the kingdom to be manifesting and you miss it because you're all in your head or you're all about me and I got to pray this and oh my family needs this and you, or you're care you don't want to miss it. If you're here, you have a heart like these wise men and shepherds and Mary and Joseph and some of you you, you got hearts like Simeon and Anna. You've been waiting for decades. There's some of you here that I've known for decades. And I can remember in the beginning talking about wanting the kingdom to come and a move of the spirit and a move of oneness. And yet here you are decades later, a couple of you, and you're still believing and you're hotter about it now than you've ever been. And you're more focused than you've ever been. You're, you've got fellowship with Simeon and Anna. They're brothers and sisters to you. You carry the same heart. <laughs> I know this isn't really a teaching. He said, please don't teach tonight. I just want to share some heart things with them and try to draw them to meet me heart to heart wonder to wonder and awe to awe. It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> when the Most High Sovereign God wanted to defeat Lucifer, who was the archangel of worship, who became Satan, and all the fallen angels, and all the powers and principalities and rulers, and even all the evil men and women of this world that were to come, when he wanted to take on every realm of what appears to be infinite evil, he just sends a baby. He just sends a pure-hearted little baby that he knew would be totally dependent. And yet even when he became a man, he would stay totally dependent dependent upon the Father. And he said, that one trait will bring down all the kingdoms of hell. That's all. It's very simple. <laughs> and so if you asked Father, if you were to tell the Christmas story, Father, where would you begin he would go, oh, before the foundations of the earth. I birthed it. I'm a birther. 
I am like the male seahorse. Don't know if you've ever seen it, but a male seahorse is the one who carries the children, not the female. And he averages 1,200 babies in one delivery. I think that's a lot like our father. Our father thinks love, and it's just like, there's another 1,000 people and spirits. And, there's this. and father's the birther. He's the creator. He sees it, and love births it. And his son has paid the price for every heart's desire Father has for you. And if you can imagine it, the Holy Spirit comes with arms as strong, as tender, as giant wings. And he just wants to wrap around you and pull you into the circle with the Father and Son in oneness. Ask me to give you the power to receive their love. Let go. Just need them. And their heart's desires will begin to be embedded within you. And then they'll begin to grow in the world. Just like he, if you will, embedded Jesus in Mary's womb. And as he grew, all the Father's dreams for him. And each season began to unfold. And we walked the same path, my friends. We walk the same path. So I invite you. Let go. Listen in the spirit. Ask spirit to speak to you tonight he has been like a sower with a bag of seeds and and he's just throwing uh, such a variety of seeds of revelation at you tonight because though it sounds a bit cliche he wants to be born again again in you there are times, and I want you to hear this as a poetic phrase, there are times when we need to be born again again. We need to come back to the manger as if we've never heard the story. And we must come back as if we know nothing. So that childlike awe and wonder rise up. And we look at it again and go, ah. Oh, Look at the revelation I missed. I'm called to walk the exact same journey they did. So go there. My friends, we're going to take a moment to worship. And I pray you just go there. You let go. And you let the Spirit take you in worship to the feet of the baby. May the Spirit of the Lord guide you and take you there.